Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what, I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people. Right. You bring people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you yeah. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally <laughs> imagine that. You I'm sure somebody's written that one. Pounder with cheese and France, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, ale with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally see. I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice that my. my progeny to you of a mighty marvel beast <laughs> but neil adams is somewhere going mm, it's, it's my time uh, how do you measure success hey everyone and welcome to superhero speak i'm your host dave and yeah <laughs> as everyone knew from last week john already told everyone he's away he, with family he's in disney enjoying uh, some vacation time so Filling in for John, we have the one and only regular Scott from Take a Marvel versus DC. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. I look forward to talking about some of these topics. Some of them, I'm like, ah, I can't <laughs> wait to really dive into them. But yeah, this is going to be fun tonight. Thank you for having me. And then, of course, JD lost power. And now that he lives in the middle of nowhere, when you lose power and you live in the middle of nowhere, it can be days before you get it back. So thankfully, I reached onto the Geek World All-Stars bench, and Joey DiCarlo from So Wizard so gracefully is filling in. Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of me filling in for JD. Here we are. (laughs) What's going on, everybody? It is great to be here, ready to rock and roll. Yeah, so this this should be fun tonight it's a lot um, of pressure but we'll try our best you know? i'm with you i'm with you a lot of pressure i knew if anyone on the planet had seen this movie it was you joey because you know i you do nothing but see movies just got back less than an hour ago ah so it's fresh good it's very fresh it's exciting so before we get into all that how's everyone doing joey you haven't subbed for a while so what's going on with so wizard what's new with you What's going on with us? We were just same as it ever was plugging away. We just hit episode number 450 this past week in a row. It's no breaks, no seasons, no weeks off. So that's been fun. We're in the middle of about 10 weeks in a row of new release movies that we're doing. This weekend was the sixth of the 10 in a row before we get a week off and then go right back to the movies. Pretty excited to just rock and roll. Anybody wants to check us out. It's pretty easy. Just search us. You, you know where to find us. It's all good. So. Your weekly nerdy movie review podcast, a crazy, exciting new concept in podcasting. Never before done three friends review nerdy movies. Never. No, we totally, we we saw an opening and we said, we got to get in this niche. No one's doing it. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Scott, your show has been mentioned many times on this podcast, but you've never been on before. So why don't you tell listeners a little bit about Take a Knee and, and how are you doing? I'm doing well. And Take a Knee from Marvel vs. DC is a podcast my uncle and myself, we created as two black nerds. And I know you're looking at me like, wait a second, hold on, black? 
wait a minute. Am I seeing the colors correct? Biracial. My uncle is a black skater. So we have two very different perspectives on things. And we like to talk about things just from our perspective. And we cover any and everything, anime and all that good stuff. And my good friend, JD, who's not on the show, but He's been a big help. And he also put me on Fight Game Media, which is the wrestling site that I also podcast for that he also does it as well. So that's what I'm doing in my free time. And John Wick was absolutely not a problem to rush out and see. Yeah. Oh, it's it's funny, though, Joey. Okay, we're at 5.02 now, but not in a row. I don't think I don't know how you do that. But uh, this is like the first time in a long time we've reviewed not only two movies in the theater in a row, but next week will be a third movie. And it was like, yeah, I don't know what to do. It's weird. <laughs> it's a grind. I think once you're in that grind, it's easy to be in it and stay in it. Yeah. But if we took a couple weeks off or something, I don't even know what I'd do with myself. And <laughs> we'd, you know what, we'd fall out of it and that would be the end of it. Like <laughs> I, when we're doing it, it's easy. Like it, to me, like eight and a half years in, this is just what I do. Yeah. So I look at my weekend and like for next weekend, I have to see Dungeons and Dragons, but neither of the kids want to see it. So for me, that actually makes it an easier weekend because I can go right away in the morning at 1045 a.m. showing, bang it out on a Saturday. Maybe I'll go super late at work after work on a Friday night and just get it done. And then we're good for the weekend. I don't have to worry about it, but it's always just working the schedule every week. I love the grind. That's me. I just love the grind. I don't like to just lay around the house and be bored. I want to be doing stuff, whether that's podcasting, going to the movies, watching movies, making content, making TikToks, making reels, (sighs) planning stuff out in advance. I just, I just (laughs) don't forget the breath. You got to throw all that stuff. Sometimes you need a breath, but I just, that that's my job. That's what I do for the podcast. You sound very tired. I don't edit usually. I don't do any of that stuff, but I got to earn my keep. So always into the grind. But treat yourself to that matinee movie. Get yourself some <laughs> breakfast. Have a nice hey, sit in theater. That's what you, you know. To do. Last week, I had a gift card to the movie theater, which was awesome. And then I, <laughs> so I was, I got to see Shazam at a matinee and only cost me $3. That's a win. That's a win, especially for how shitty that movie was. Yep. Oh, first live comment. Frosty, what's up? Frosty, you know, love you. Love your love your Frosty. work in Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> love it. We're gonna stove pop pipe and a button nose, man. You're doing it every day. Hold it down too. It's not quite <laughs> cold. You still hold it's holding strong. That's right. Ah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, not other than having to go see this movie, and we'll get into that later. Yeah, not much going on with me. I am caught up on Mandalorian, but Joey, you did tell me before we got on air that you are two episodes behind. I am not. We fell behind. We're not, we don't cover the shows week to week like you guys do. So we'll be reviewing it on our show once the season's done, which makes things a little easier for me because if I can keep up on the show, then I get that weekend off. I don't have to go to the movies or anything. That's a weekend off for me. But I fell behind. My son has been playing Resident Evil 8, which he got for PS4. And he was beating it. Took him about a week and a half. And we missed two episodes of The Mandalorian because he'd rather play that. So I'm out. I'm behind. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's all right. That's all right. Yeah, it was an exciting episode, but we won't go into it. I don't want to I don't want to give Joey any spoilers. Talk about it next week when the guy I am sorry to ruin the continuing podcast adventures of superhero speak. (laughs) Sorry sorry to all the speak heads. We're already off to a rocky start. That's right. Speak nation. I'm sorry. Yes, I know. But you know what? If you enjoy all this rockiness while you're watching, don't forget. Hit that subscribe button down below. Where did that even come from? You can catch us every week live here on YouTube. Is that in here? Do I need to be worried about something in my house? (laughs) Look out. (laughs) Where did that come Uh, from? 
I love overlays. <laughs> okay. Hey, I'm happy just... for getting laid anyway, anyhow. So don't worry. Oh. About it. All right. That's what she said. <laughs> now that it's getting a little crazy, let's do a little social media madness. So last week we did talk about Zam 2, and that basically the argument was that because The Rock insisted he wanted a solo movie for Black Adam. There are people now saying that it hurt Shazam because it would have been better to introduce him in Shazam 2 and have the two of them against each other. Uh, and we talked about that a little bit on the podcast, but we did get some people with some, let's say, charged emotions about it. What, was it The Rock himself? No, this is <laughs> Cyber. Werner. That's right. It was this Nia is... Jax. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Cyberpunk.vbs. Oh, jeez. Thank you for commenting, cyberpunk.vbs. I'm getting tired of the narrative that The Rock's ego got in the way of Black Adam Shazam not doing well. He didn't write or direct those movies. He wasn't in charge of marketing. Nerds are mad at him because he didn't want to play opposite Levi's goofy portrayal. But isn't that ego? Isn't he describing ego because he's I'm too big of a star to to be an opposite Levi. Darkness, <laughs> no parents. God, man. God, I'm sorry, cyberpunk. <laughs> it's hard out here in the Midwest. <laughs> it's hard out there for a pimp snowman. That is right. <laughs> Thank you, Randy. Yep. Much <laughs> like Sade, we are smooth operators. Let me tell you. <laughs> I think I, the argument there is he proved the point about ego. I agree with the idea that like he didn't have anything to do with writing the movies, but as we said in our review, it's quite obvious this was written to be Black Adam, and they had to change it last minute because he refused to be in the movie. So, yeah, I don't know. It would, I feel it would have been a better movie if he was in it. Of course, the other comments we got here from our good friend Kassan, yes, because Black Adam was a revision anyway from being a great movie. It was a revision away. I'm sorry, I read that wrong. Revision away from being a great movie. Also, no, because DC hasn't divided its identity. How can The Rock destroy something that doesn't exist? (laughs) (laughs) And Random Randy Savage said, feels like the Warner Brothers should have ruined their own franchises without... uh, Feels like the Warner... Yeah, would. I think he meant... You got this, Dave. You got this. I'm just... The way he worded this... Better Warner Brother! Franchises without (laughs) The Rock's influence. But I'm sure it didn't help. I think he meant to say they ruined it without... Yeah. Okay, without is there an uh, interpreter available for that one? Or I don't know, Randy. The Rock will not play a bad guy full stop. No, that's true. <laughs> that's true. He yeah, thinks Randy. he's playing a bad guy. He's always going to save the day, even if he's the bad guy. Yeah, no, that that is definitely true, right? Isn't that... Maybe I'm wrong, and Scott, you would be the one that knows this. Isn't that one of the reasons he like got out of wrestling? Because they wanted him to do the heel turn, and he didn't want to be a bad guy? So he he did the heel turn when he first came back from Hollywood and he okay. did the Scorpion King and all that stuff. So they made him the heel and did that. But he's been baby face every time he comes back. But he just he had since he since the match with John Cena a few years ago, he hasn't really had that same desire to come back. Either. And hey, but he's, I he's did hear something that he heard. He doesn't want to lose fights in his contract. He got that Vin Diesel syndrome. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, but you know what? He's a businessman. 16 years ago, he had a contract or a discussion with Jeff Johns where they're going to base this on the JSA run, which I don't even know how long ago that was at this point. Cause time is a flat circle where he's an anti-hero and he runs his own country. Once he had that in his mind for what he was going to do and how the movie was going to be. And then he's a businessman. He's built his own 
brand up from the ground. And it's weird to see him be a jerk like this because in Scott, you'll agree, but in wrestling, he always played along. Like he jobbed for everybody. No, no issues. What he was putting over the hurricane. Come on. <laughs> so I don't think he's a jerk in any way, shape or form, but I think if he's got a contract or a handshake agreement that says we're going to make a black Adam movie, that's going to make you a badass. Yeah, I don't think he's going to say, yeah, you know what? Forget about that. I'll just get beat in goofy Shazam 2 and no one will ever hear from me again. I, don't, I think it was his own ego, but also DC's Follies. DC Follies? That was a TV show at some point. <laughs> uh, but it was the two of those things come together for a horrible mixture of just nonsense. And I think Shazam 2 problem has nothing to do with The Rock. has nothing to do with anything like that. It has to do with the movie sucks. That That's really the issue. If Shazam 2 was awesome comes out yeah it has a bad opening weekend right but it also dropped 80 percent this weekend because the people that saw it didn't like it and the word of mouth is bad that has nothing to do with the rock or after credit scenes or anything like that that's just shazam 2 is not good it maybe it wouldn't have opened big but it might have stayed in theaters longer at a better amount of money every week and made some money eventually but right now it's trending to be 60 percent lower than the first one so it's just a bad movie despite how hot mary marvel is so (laughs) we got it we do have a couple hot takes here in the comments Uh said said the rock is boring and randy said the rock is beige and vanilla Man, I love The Rock. The Rock Uh, hate here. uh, Not going to be down with that. I love The Rock. (laughs) The other thing I think about that is The Rock always seemed to be looking towards Superman. Like every confrontation that he wanted was always towards a Superman showdown. I don't even think he ever thought in his mind, yeah, let me go ahead and fight Shazam. If anything, he probably thought, let me go beat Shazam so I can go fight Superman. You know, it's a wrestling mind. So beat this guy to get ready for that guy. So I don't think he ever thought about seriously thought about doing a Shazam movie or at least being a big part of it, unless he was just going to completely dominate that guy. Yeah. I don't disagree with that at all. It's it's weird. It's a weird pull from the rock anyway, though, because in a black Adam versus Shazam movie, he's going to lose our black Adam versus Superman movie. He's going to lose. So I don't know. Maybe he wanted to lose to Superman and not Zachary Levi pretending to be a 10 year old who is actually an 18 year old. But yeah, I'm not really sure. And then the only other piece of social media madness that we have, we did talk about. Where's the madness? Come on, man. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem reboot that's coming out. And Kassan chimed in with, I just saw that there's a game based on The Last Ronin is coming out in the style of God of War. I can't wait. So I am not as much of a gamer as I used to be. I know you used to work in the game industry in a way, Joey. Really? I were I was a store manager at GameStop. I did not work that's, in the game that's, industry. That's like the industry. You were like like the bottom of the industry. industry. That's that's, that's pull out of your ass. That's like saying I, I worked at a movie theater, so I'm in the I'm in the movie business. I, no, dude. I sold popcorn at the movie theater. You know, I, was, I wasn't in Hollywood. No, I, I, I was not someone... in the game industry. Aubrey, our co-host, is in the game industry, but she's under strict NDAs, so we can't even talk about what she's doing right now. Okay. So first off, I'm gonna say I have a friend who will remain nameless, who has a podcast, who is John. A, no, who's oh, a store manager at a GameStop. I'm sorry. And whenever they talk about video games, he always goes, yeah, I'm in the industry. Sorry, bro. <laughs> hey. Not only are you not in the industry, but you need to get a new job. That company sucks. And uh, But I will ask, like, the God of the War, War games are great, and I do the last run. And any interest in a game like that? I'm an Xbox guy, so I won't get to play. i won't get to play i hope i get to see it on a a tv show because the last of us was great so maybe i'll see that (laughs) no interest joey 
Do I have interest? Of course I have interest. Do I have time? No, I don't have any time to play video games. The most I get from video games is watching my son play them. Sometimes I'm in the room farting around on TikTok or or other things. Like I, I just, as a kid and up through a point in my life, I was a huge gamer. I played all these games. I beat all these games. And back in the day when you didn't even have the internet, drawing maps for Fantasy Star 2 on graph paper, just nonsense where I had plenty of time. But I don't have any time for that anymore. I just don't have time. Yeah. It sucks. But that's what getting old is. You just pick and choose. <sighs> Fortunately, I picked movies. So I did watch seven movies this weekend, but I had no time to play video games. All right. Sorry to ruin your social media madness. <laughs> hey, it's not ruined. It's out there. I wanted to keep it short because I'm trying to keep the episode shorter now that we're live streaming. And no, no three and a half hour episodes and... anymore. <laughs> I'm like, I love you, Dave, but it takes me five days to listen to an episode. And whenever we do a movie review, 13 minute commute. There's like, the movie movie I was going to say, I only got a 15 minute drive. So. <laughs> the movie reviews always go long. All right. So, on that note, if you would like to be a part of Social Media Madness, follow us on social media and learn some about some other great podcasts. Here's our good friend Don to tell you more. Enjoying the show? Do you want to be part of Social Media Madness? Go ahead and head on over to SuperheroSpeak.com. You'll find all the links you need, episodes of the show, comic reviews by Chris, and other articles. We're posting stuff on there all the time. And while you're there, you can also check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars podcast network. Include great shows like the Pop Prison Power podcast, Cult 45, baby, so Wizard Podcast, Fans on Patrol, The Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Hashtag GW Allstars, and you're not going to be disappointed. Oh, make sure that you are commenting on our Twitter articles. Could be a poignant comment, could be a stupid one. Either way, gives you a chance for Dave to possibly mispronounce your Twitter handle. All right, I've rambled on enough. Let's head back to Dave and the gents on Superhero Speak. He threatened he would re-record it, and he did. Somehow D-Square returned. You know? <laughs> yes, yes. And also, he forgot to mention in there, if you're watching right now, don't forget to hit that subscribe button right down below. <laughs> I Listen, man, I... Just give me a heads up. Just let me know that something's coming for me so I can right. just get out the way. Man, courtesy. Uh, but while we're here, guys, this is your opportunity to truly plug your podcast and where everyone can find it. So, Scott, you can go first. Where can people find Take a Knee and all the good things about it? You can find Take a Knee for Marvel vs. DC on all your podcast platforms. You can find me on Twitter at Knee for Marvel vs. DC. That's the number four. You can email us, Knee for Marvel vs. DC at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook, Knee for Marvel vs. DC on both of those. And also take a look out for regular thoughts with regular Scott. It'll be another show coming out. And also find me on Fight Game Media on The Wrap. We talk about all things WE Weekly. WrestleMania is right around the corner, so we got some big things coming there. So definitely come check us out on Fight Game Media and all the other podcasts, including your own Superhero Speaks, J.D. Oliva, who's got his own show, Brace for Impact. Cool. Joey, all things so wizard. 
super easy, guys. Just go to sowizardpodcast.com where you'll find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. There's links to all our Patreon and video content as well at sowizardpodcast.com. We've got our YouTube channel you can check out, which is supplemental content to the podcast. Tons of interviews, unboxings, trailer reactions, and more. But all of that is going to stream right out of sowizardpodcast.com. So come check us out. Cool, cool. All right. Guess what, guys? We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back with the news. And too bad JD's not here because I finally have a new commercial to play. Some podcasts are like this. The bodies of three hikers were all empty and their organs were laid out like a Sunday dinner. And some podcasts are like this. You know what? I'm going to tell you why having a large penis ain't always a good thing. But only one podcast is where you can get in-depth analysis like this. Nah, this is what you saw. They were drunk as shit because everybody been drinking. He told a good-ass joke. That made her pussy explode. No, that made her fall into his yeah, chest. Yeah, that's why everything was all shaking. And yeah. laughing and because of the Yeah, because of the vigorous yeah, laughter. That moan you, you heard, that was just like an uh, airless laugh. Ha, <laughs> 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 When he said he was about to come, he meant like with another joke. Yeah, he's about to come up with another joke. <laughs> <laughs> so he's about to bust his gut. Right. <laughs> I'm about to bust a gut. <laughs> <laughs> you are now listening to Call This is Beat 'em Down. And I'm Random Randy Savage. Find us on all your podcatching apps like Podbean or Spotify. And follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or just go to www.cult45podcast.com. Also, check out our YouTube for that sweet video content. Cult 45, the only podcast that puts hair on your chest. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yes. Yes, Randy. Hey. <laughs> and I love those it, guys. Love that them. That was great. <laughs> I'm also going to say, again, great. anyone out there with a podcast that has a video ad and you would like us to play it on the show, send it over to Dave at com, and I will upload it to play it every week. Took a little bit to get Randy's to work, but I did. So now I'm happy. <laughs> All right. We got a little bit of news to talk about this week. This one was all over the internet, so of course we had to talk about it. The internet? Our... Yeah. That thing's still around? <laughs> we got our first look at Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn. What do we think, guys? Regular Scott, what did you think of this um, wonderful costume, I'll say? <laughs> I think the outfit looks great. I'm sure the, the song and dance that's going to go with it in the movie is going to be good, too, because she's a good performer. But do I really care about this man's dreams in Arkham Asylum? I don't know. But as far as the picture goes, looks great. Can't wait for the song. <laughs> what about you, Joey? What was your reaction? All right. So unpopular opinion, but I didn't really like the first movie and I don't really like Lady Gaga. So this is a combination for me. It looks cool. My idea, not that my idea is better than anyone else's ideas. Generally, my ideas are my opinions and ideas are better than everyone else's. But was that if you're going to do Joker sequels, do something just like this. Like, apparently this is going to be a musical. So mm. exactly what I was asking for. Redo the first movie over and over again in different styles <laughs> and then have it end with him in the insane asylum again saying you would you just don't get it. And then do it again with something else crazy, like a sci-fi movie or something insane, because that fits the character. He's nuts. And you just it's he's an unreliable narrator. You don't know what the hell is right and what's not. And that really does fit the character. But we'll see. It's, it's a paparazzi picture. It's not even a true release from the studio. I'm sure it'll look even better when we get those. But it looks fine. It looks fine for what it is. It's hard to say no to Margot Robbie, though. She'll always be our Harley Quinn 
despite being in one good movie as Harley Quinn. No, you know what? It's not an unpopular opinion. Me, I did not care for the Joker movie as a Joker movie, especially if you want to remake Taxi Cab and the comedian, then remake those movies. Don't wrap them in a Joker movie. Like it didn't. Yeah, it was, it was very out the edge as a movie. Yeah. So yeah, it was tough. And and then yeah, and then batman's a kid in the movie so it's by the time he becomes batman joker's gonna be what an old man that doesn't make sense plus he like touched him through the fence a lot of weird stuff going on that whole dynamic i don't want people i don't know touching me period especially not like my mouth area that's a lot that's asking a lot no wonder he hates the joker ray says joker was a three out of ten would not recommend yeah yeah cesar romero's not walking through that door fans but i also feel and i've said this before it was a joker movie that wasn't made for comic book fans so what are you gonna do who was made for film Uh, noir people like those kinds of gritty movies okay 15 year old incels there it is (laughs) people that love gary glitter dancing i don't know something like that yeah it's a tough call because i'm happy that dc is like hey this director has this crazy idea and we're just gonna let him go with it but at the same time i just didn't like the movie so oh exactly tried i'm happy that it's there they tried all right moving on i only bring this article because we've talked about justin roland and his charges before on the show, but apparently all charges were dropped by a judge in California because they said there wasn't enough evidence to convict. I'm curious. This was this has been like a hot thing a little bit in the entertainment industry. Curious what you guys think. Scott, what did you think about the charges being dropped? Was there anything to that? It's still such a hard thing to decide because who knows what really what really happened. That's something that that's for us not to know, but I do think it brings to light and it's something we're going to touch on later on one of our other topics, but you just got to be real careful about how quickly we are to react to stuff. And he lost it all. He essentially, he lost it all. And now it's come to, as far as the court, as far as legally, he's found innocent. It's like, so what do I just don't get nothing back? I don't, I can't. So it's a hard thing to be in because especially yeah. in this day and age where you're not, there's no, you're innocent until guilty. You're guilty until you're proven innocent. That's, yeah. that's how it is nowadays. So I just think it's a very, it's a bad situation, but it's also a very awkward and delicate one too. Yeah. No, I said it. I said that when he first got accused, Oh, let's wait for the evidence to come out. And then there were articles showing actual messages from him on Instagram to like young girls. And it was like, Okay, this is creepy. Yeah, I'm not sure. Joey, what do you think? I know you you probably send creepy messages all the time, so. No, I don't. (laughs) And you know what? There is a place you can send people creepy messages called OnlyFans, and you can follow Ah. someone and pay them to listen to your creepy messages. That's the best place for people that like to send creepy messages, whether that's other podcasts to weird People online who are strange or <laughs> it's celebrities, just subscribe to your favorite person, throw them like five or ten bucks and message them for a couple of minutes. That's where that is. You don't have to reach out to creepy people. I hate Rick and Morty. Anything that's bad for Rick and Morty is good for me. Rick and Morty's so bad, it just fucked up Dave's internet, actually, just now. It, just, it, <laughs> it came out and infected the show. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just not a fan of it. It doesn't, it's no hair off my butt, but it sucks for him for his reputation if this isn't true but again it sometimes it's tough because it's oh there was a settlement or charges were dropped but like why were charges dropped we don't really right. know that doesn't necessarily mean he's 100 percent innocent it just right. means it wouldn't fly in a court of law 
Yes. But he's still going to get checks from Rick and Morty. He's a co-creator of it. So he's he's got more money than I'll ever see in my entire life. So it's hard to really feel bad for him. No, I agree with that, too. Is this justice? No, it's just, oh, we can't prove anything. So we're not going to bother taking it to court. That's not right. That's not how the justice system should work. Yeah, and I don't know. And you're right. Like in a world where OnlyFans exists, why are people risking their careers? Nope. No idea. Online. Yeah. Unnecessary. Oh, oh, wait. It isn't justice. It's America, baby, says Ray. Hey, (laughs) it is what it is, right? That's it's it just seems to be happening way too often, whether it's proven innocent or not. Like these allegations are every week it's somebody else new somebody else big somebody else who's some juggernaut in the industry and it's which segues us to our next story jonathan majors was arrested on saturday for allegations of abuse and and battery now he was let go shortly after he was arrested and his lawyers come out and said that there's evidence that proves that he's innocent that these are False allegations. What else was his lawyer going to say, right? (laughs) This is an interesting one. Again, I'm not going to speak on his guilt or innocence at this point. What I'm going to say is Marvel Phase 5 is based around Kang being the big bad. So how does this affect them going forward if he does end up in jail? What do you guys think, Joey? I think that in a situation that's fluid like this and involves domestic violence, I think caring about what happens to Marvel movies is so insignificant that it's almost insulting to the situation to even talk about it. Yeah. Uh, but I will talk about it. It's fine. But I just wanted to put it out there that, like, I, in this type of situation, I could give two flying fucks about what happens to Marvel Phase 6. Hopefully, he... Whatever happens. I mean, they, as a fan of his work, a huge fan of his work, and if you haven't seen it yet, The Harder They Fall on Netflix that he starred in, mm-hmm. ah, one of my top five movies of the year a couple years ago. But yeah, what are you going to do? You don't even know what's going to happen. As of right now, he said that he didn't do it, and then he has the evidence and video to prove he didn't. So hopefully that's what happens, and the girl that accused him gets all the help she needs. The important thing is always to believe women when these things come up. So you want to make sure that nobody's getting shamed for coming forward if one of these things is happening to them. So that's really the important things. You can pivot to another villain. You can recast. You can do whatever you need to do. But the situation is fluid right now. So it's hard to know. If all these charges do get dropped, hopefully it's clear exoneration and not some sort of abusive relationship situation where she's just going to not report the charges and refuse to press charges. And they go back to dating and this happens again, six months later, just hope the situation works itself out. You can always recast Kang. That's not a big deal. As long as he doesn't release any weird, like Kevin Spacey type videos where he's like making soup in the kitchen and like (laughs) like, threatening his enemies. (laughs) I think we'll be okay. I think we'll be okay. It's sad though. It does suck though, because like I said, I'm a big fan of his work and yeah, Hard of the Fall was great. He was great in Quantum Mania. However, you want to feel about Quantum Mania, he was fantastic as Kang. He was great in Creed Three. He was even good in those Army commercials. He's just good in everything. So sucks when you get a big new force, especially a person of color. And I'm sure mm-hmm. you can talk to that more than I can as a fat, ugly, bald guy that's white. Seen <laughs> <laughs> like that and immediately get taken down. It raises. Oh, wait a minute, what's going on here? But again, you always. Got to err on the side of the believing the girl in this situation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And he's right, Scott. You probably can talk on this much better than two ugly white guys. Everything you said was spot on as far as what's most important as far as the guilt. Speaking on the guilt is not something I'm going to do. And 
her getting whatever help she needs or whatever the final verdict needs to be. That's the most important thing. I will say this, though. Ezra Miller has just been raising hell. Yeah. for the last so, year yeah it's a you little it's a little bit different situation just, no, no, because, absolutely. just only because the flash movie's in the can and allegedly he's in 99 to 100 percent of the scenes sometimes as two or three versions of himself it would have to practically respend the entire budget of the movie to, to either cg him out or reshoot there's the only two choices they would have with him are don't release the movie or release it as is um <laughs> So unfortunately, they haven't shot any of these. I think actually he might be in Loki season two, but they really haven't yeah. shot like Kang Dynasty or anything like that. So that's a slightly different situation, but I see where you're coming from. And that's a good point. And I, to that point, I would say they just wasted 90 million on Batgirl. Yep. And we just saw them drop some money into Zack Snyder. I'm a Snyder fan and we just saw them drop some money unnecessarily into Zack Snyder. So it's not like they don't mind blowing money, but you are right. There is a full movie. I'm sure Michael Keaton's probably in there. Yo, you need to shut up and go do what you need to do so I can have my Batman movie come out. I'm right, Batman, yeah, man. And, like, and that, that was my call a year ago when this all started happening is that he's going to come out and go to rehab and he's going to be quiet until the movie comes out. And he'll do some happened. publicity about my journey and my journey to, to be a better person in the interviews. And then he'll get recast because the universe resets and he's gone. That's it. We're done with Ezra Miller. That That's all the... WB associates are like sitting there praying, like, please don't choke slam any more women on the red carpet. <laughs> we're um, so close. Yes. <laughs> we're, we're almost so there. Close. We're months away right now. We are months away. So it's a little different, but I understand. I wish they had just recast him because he's a scumbag. But and that's partly yeah. why with this Jonathan Majors thing, I I hope that they don't rush to anything. Again, what's most important is the the woman in this situation, and we have no reason not to believe her with both sides. So that's the most important thing, but let's not rush to anything because I'm going to tell you if let's just say he does get canceled. Let's just say they do. Now we're going to, he's out. He's gone from Marvel. He's gone from the Creed franchise. That's going to raise some eyebrows. That's going to raise some serious eyebrows as it should. You know what I mean? I, whether it's, whether he should be gone or not, cause that's fine. But then we'll be doing with Ezra. Cause that boy been a hell raiser. You know what I'm saying? And it, there's been others too, but I just, that's and it goes back to the Rick and Morty guy, and he's found innocent. So I just think it's like let's just put him on ice. We'll just we, if we need to put the shows on ice, we need to put whatever movies on ice, then we need to do that. But we don't need to rush to anything and then end up looking with egg on our face. Dag, we should have just waited a little bit. Yeah. And turn into a James Gunn situation where they there release him, turns turn around, and now Guardians of the Galaxy three is coming out. What two years late because of all that nonsense? When they could have just been like. We're going to keep them. It's a really, really touchy situation. Yeah. I think my internet is acting up again. The internet is... This is a touchy I, I mentioned subject. Rick and Morty again. Yeah, That's what it was. A touchy <laughs> subject for superhero speak. The internet's like, where is social media madness? Get off of this. A couple, a couple quick comments from the uh, peanut gallery here. 8-Bit Ray said, quickly pivot to Dr. Doom. And then Frosty said, Joey, you have a soul brother voice, though. Thank you. All those years of radio broadcasting at school have touched me. Finally putting my degree to work, getting paid uh, nothing to speak. Yeah. My girlfriend said that I do that too. Like certain points of the podcast, you all of a sudden have a radio voice. Yep. Hard to turn off when it's on. It's very hard. Yes. Yes. I, I don't know if they can pivot to Dr. Doom, but the good news is that it's not good news, but the good news is that Kang Dynasty is not written 
or if it's written, it's not too far along. So right. they can pivot to something else. And really, I think the only thing that's filmed with him in it at this point is Loki season two. And I don't even know how much he's in that. Yeah, I don't you know, know they do have the ability. It's not like the Flash where the whole movie's done and practically in post-production at this point. But man, it's phase five and six keep like flux moving around all over the place. We're going to have three shows a year, four shows a year. Now we're going to have two shows a year. We're going to have five movies. Yeah. Now we're going to have two movies. Now we're going to have three movies. The, the solution to all of this is quality. So if the movies come out and they're quality, then no one cares. The movies come out and they're mid, people start to get superhero fatigue. <laughs> yeah true again i hope i hope that it doesn't end up being anything because he's a great actor too and i just want to keep seeing one good things not just but marvel you, movies you know what though at the end of the day somebody can be a fantastic actor and still be a complete asshole so yeah um, i know you mentioned kevin spacey <laughs> just because someone's awesome whether that's in music or movies or tv shows doesn't mean that they're a good person and it just depends on what level of bad person they are to where you're able to say, no, I don't want to see this person in anything anymore. All right. That is all the news. We're going to take another quick break and we'll be back with our main topic. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, is that, is that the best live action Green Goblin we've ever gotten at this point? Yeah, yes, that's why I use that commercial. No. There's a comment here from someone you might know, Joey. <laughs> Come on, someone man. who refuses to be online well, on, on camera. <laughs> Terrence Howard Kang can teach us new math. I think that's what's going to happen. He said next time. That's right. <laughs> next time, next baby. Time. <laughs> Poor Terrence Howard. There's ego destroying someone's career. There hey, you go. He's uh, a great you know actor and he's an asshole. So yeah. that's an example of them just being like, we'll just recast you. Yeah. So yeah, we'll just recast. Well, that's funny is it wasn't involving like any, anything where he got arrested or in trouble. He was just an asshole and was right. like, I want all this money. And they're like, no, <laughs> just got someone else. Now he's not doing anything. All right. So we're here to talk about a movie <clears throat> that came out this weekend. It is the fourth movie in the John Wick series. So John Wick chapter four. Before we get into it, a little bit of, I always like to give a little bit of facts. So box office domestically made, at this point, this is Sunday evening, 73 million international is 64, so 137 worldwide. Not a bad opening weekend. I believe the budget was 100 million on the movie. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes and audience, this is what shocked me. I've never seen this before. They're equal. They're both 95 it was so good it froze Dave in his tracks. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even mention Rick and Morty this time. Right. But it could be. But that, I guess, until he comes back, I, that is very shocking because usually it's one or the other. You don't mm -hmm. normally get both like that, yeah. aligned at least. And the opening weekend box office is increased every single film. John Wick 1 and then John Wick 2 increased from that. John Wick 3 increased from that. And this is increasing from that as well. So as a franchise, it's going the right direction. This is a pretty beloved action franchise. I man, I would go out on a limb and say it's probably the best one, at least of this decade of this that I can think of. Of the last 10 of years, the 2000s, maybe even 20 yeah. years. I mean, the only, and the raid is a great action frame, but it's not it doesn't have four movies. And I right. think that's really and the longevity of it. The raid, too, has amazing action set pieces. But that story is doo doo. So, yeah. Yep. It's definitely a video game with some cutscenes. I saw Dave's finger move in the square there, so he might be back. But... Oh, I thought that was the mouse coming back to try That's to get right. me to subscribe again, so I didn't know if I needed to move out the way. Uh, yeah. So then the last 
thing. We did do a poll on Twitter, giving four choices. What did you think of the yeah, batteries? Okay. It looks like we're losing them again. Yep. There goes the poll on Twitter. Sorry, speak heads. <laughs> Let me see if I can pull the poll up right here on my phone while we're live, baby. Hey, we're That's live, right. baby. And this is what happens when you're live. You got to improvise. Right. This is a very John Wick S thing. You got to improvise with what you got. He runs out of bullets. You got to figure out something else to do. You throw the gun at him. That's right. You know? Fuck it. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Let's <laughs> we'll do it live. Why not? All right. Let me let me see if I can pull this bad boy up. All right. Is there a Twitter poll? Let me see what we got. So, what did you think of John Wick Four? The options were best of the series. It was good. It was okay. I didn't really like it. With sixty four percent of the vote, they wrote it best of the series. With next being, it was good. So, I guess fans were happy with it. Who the hell picked? I didn't like it. <laughs> eight percent third highest ridiculous i'm not to like it like that you're going into it looking for something to dislike to not Mm -hmm. like it like it's okay if you don't think it was the best but to not like the movie at this point it's the fourth movie in this franchise you know what you're getting right so there's if you don't like these kind of movies there is zero reason for you to see this movie and this movie is literally three hours of everything you got in the first three movies. Like yes. It is literally that yes. just amped up a little bit. And that's why I don't go to see James Bond movies. I don't like James Bond movies after 20 something movies. I know I don't like James Bond movies. So for me to go and see the 27th James Bond movie and then say, wow, James Bond sucks. That my opinion is invalid at that point. Well, Dave's gone now. It's just us. We've taken over. <laughs> we have taken over, over superhero speech. This was the plan all along. That's Little right. do y'all know. That's right. We knocked JD's power out. We sent the storm right. that way. We sent the virus to David. We knocked him out. This was all right. set up. We've been in the we've been in the DMs the last week setting this up. We have been. Yeah. We, this is we're like the NWO of superhero speech right now. <laughs> Yes, Hulk Hogan has just showed up and turned on Randy Savage. It is complete. <laughs> so, what did you think about the movie? I guess we, I mean, yeah, I guess we'll just yeah, keep, going, keep it right? rolling. Uh, wow, non spoiler. I think this might be a contender for best movie of the year for me. It was absolutely fantastic. And, like you just said, if you like John Wick movies, which I do, this is basically three hours of John Wick porn. Uh, there's no reason you won't like this movie if you like already like the franchise. So, it's everything you love about the franchise on steroids. Hey, it's Dave. He's back. Hey, he's back. <laughs> we're already we're already talking about how he took over your show. After the plan has failed. We are talking about how he felt about the movie. And I was just saying that I think it's a contender for movie of the year. And it's fantastic. Three hours of everything you love about John Wick. So we're doing the we're doing the non non spoiler initial spoiler and we did the Twitter results too. We went over. Yes, the we got your Twitter. Results. I could hear you. I just couldn't talk to you. It was weird. Oh. Yeah, I think my wife would like if she could get that in real life for me. But uh, <laughs> I way think around, that's a wife universal yeah. thing. <laughs> As she listened to this in the car. car. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so my initial reaction is: Are we on that yet? We haven't done Scott's reaction. Okay, yet. Scott, you go first. And he's a guest. So oh, yes. I, I thought it was great. It's it I think we, exactly what you said hit it on the head. What we were talking about is what you're getting yourself into when you go to this movie. I, I thought it was great. You now I will say at first, when everybody's just running through bullets, you gotta be like, Oh, that's right. Everybody's wearing indestructible nice suits and stuff. You just gotta remember stuff like that. But then Yeah, I think that this you know, movie would definitely 
I think if you don't remember the first three movies and you don't have time right. to rewatch them, you might want to jump on YouTube and watch a recap or this movie right. needed a previously on John Wick before the movie started a little bit. I was fine, but I can see like something not 100% obsessed with these movies being in that same boat. Like, what? Why was that able to happen? What? So I understand. But once you get past it and you mm-hmm. and they suck you back in, then they give you the little tidbits that kind of oh, that's how we got here. That's who he is. That's why that happened. Like at the beginning when he went and go saw a boy in the desert. You're like, oh, who is that? Oh, that's right. You see the finger, stuff like that. So once you get back into it, you're sucked in. You're good for the rest of the ride. Okay. I'm going to be the, uh, I'm going to be the wet fart in the room. Here we go. <laughs> I'm not gonna... How do we cut out the internet again? Right? <laughs> no, there was, I knew there was a reason we got rid of them the first time. I'm not going to say anything tremendously bad, but it was a, it felt like a three-hour movie to me. I, I really got bored towards the end of the movie. Yeah, I know. I'll explain that when we get into spoilers. Uh, I hope so. You will be explaining yourself. Uh, but yeah, like once when we started getting towards the end of the movie, I'm like, enough already. Like, excommunicado I, I, right was, that was, the ending for me was the best part like some of the like, little stuff i could see you being like all right i'm a little numb to this but the ending was like okay now what, this one hour, it's, the, it's what it's, one hour of non-stop action in the movie and dave's like, yeah it's boring i don't know <laughs> <laughs> well again we'll get into that but it was definitely it was a john wick movie like there's yeah. no doubting it i do think the bulletproof suit idea is done so they can feel like a superhero movie a little bit oh these guys are bulletproof but we know that doesn't exist in real life there aren't suits like that are really bulletproof i took a shoddy to the arm (laughs) (laughs) but yeah look i'm not gonna go against so many people love this movie like when the critics and the audience agree at 95 percent, yeah it's and you love the john wick movies yeah go see this movie but uh, yeah, I just, it, I didn't love it. I, didn't, I love the first one. I liked what they set up in the last one. And then I just, I felt this fell short and uh, on a couple of things. And we'll get into that. So it's okay to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but that, it was our initial thoughts without spoilers. Of course, as we always say, if you haven't seen the movie, you can cut out now, go watch the movie and come back and watch the rest of it. But we're going to get into spoilers. But before you leave, Make sure you hit that subscribe button. I saw the finger come, so I braced myself. So I was ready for it that time. I can maneuver Again with the bit. finger. <laughs> and uh, I'm starting to get your tails. Then you know when you mean? subscribe, you won't forget to come back and hear all this. But here we go. We're now in spoiler territory. Here's a spoiler. You will die alone. Sorry, I had to do that. <laughs> you do need a spoiler sound drop or something. You need something. So... Let me explain. The reason I got bored is because you're a terrible person. They projected the end of this movie so many times and so early in the movie and over again. They kept hitting you over the head that I'm sorry, major spoiler. John Wick was going to die by the end of this movie. It was like, like, why am I still watching this? I know how this is going to end. And the last nail in the coffin was when it's, oh, what do you want on your tombstone? I was like, whenever someone does that in a movie, it's yeah, they're dead. Like, me allegedly you <laughs> have read on. no you have read comics i'm sure scott has long enough to know that no doctor walked down on screen and examined him and pronounced him dead yeah nope. but they showed the nope. gravestone nope. they showed the body they didn't listen, show the body they listen, just showed him passed out open answer open in the answer there <laughs> left it open with his answer i thought he uh, might take Keanu might take some time off but if you're telling me that this is on its way to be the highest grossing in the series 
there's no way in hell we're not getting John Wick 5. I think that's what the after credits scene is addressing, is the idea of now let's spin this off into the other characters. But you don't have to kill John Wick off to spin it off, just create spinoffs. But yeah, they've been telling him for four movies. The only way that way, the only way this ends is if he dies. Agreed. But that was the thing, too. Like, we've talked about this on the podcast many times about there are people that would just want a movie of two people fighting for two hours. But if there isn't a story behind it, it does get boring. And in that final push, like when the all the hired guns are trying to take him out before he gets to the duel, it just felt it felt like it was going on forever. And I like especially this part. I was telling my son this where he's in that building and they do the shot above where you can see him going through all the rooms. I felt like I was watching somebody else play a video game and it felt like the same sequence they did twice in a row. And I'm just like, yeah, I'd rather just go play a John Wick video game than watch this. <laughs> Joey, you look shocked. I don't know, man. The hallway scene was dope. Like I, I like seeing the overhead, and I, I don't. Know. I do get it though because there was a point when he was fighting those dudes, and they had on the the bulletproof vest. And I just mentioned them when they're in, they're all just blocking bullets and going like this. There was a point where I'm like, all right, we need to. I need something different. Then they started pulling out swords. Then they started doing the sword play. And then I'm like, all right, now I'm starting to get dull. I need something different. Then Akira came in and she's got a completely different style from everybody. Like the style of fighting, I felt they changed it up so much. So you never got too stuck on the same style. You saw the gun play. Then you would see some sword play. Then you would see some knife play. Then you had some archery mixed in there. Then you just had some badass hand-to-hand combat. So I thought they did a good job of blending the combat and making sure that you didn't get the same thing the same way in the same cycle over and over again. And then the ending where the steps where him and Kane had to walk up there, I thought the teamwork that they showed, that for me was like, yo, give me this. If you're going to do a spinoff, give me a spinoff of them two like doing a mission together and having to go take out somebody. Because them two together working like that, that was fun to watch. Dave, the shot in the apartment building was a homage to a video game called Hotline Miami. Um, okay. Including the flame rounds from the shotgun. Yeah. So you weren't <laughs> off base, but it was amazing. So <laughs> that part you're <laughs> off base from. It was amazing. But I don't know. I feel like it was 30 minutes of story for a three hour movie. That might be true. And it's too bad John's not here because I know he would nitpick things like this. There are things I saw in this movie. I'm like, oh, there's something for John to, to nitpick. When they're around the Arch de Triumph and there's a scene where a car crashes into them, a black van crashes into them and it stops. And it's funny because like, I'm sitting there going, where's the driver of this van? Like, why didn't they come out? Oh my God, what the hell's going on? But when the camera pans up, there's no one driving. Well, the best part of this movie to me is that the no one else reacts to what's happening right so you're at a dance club and you are there to dance like you if john wick is fighting scott akins in a fat suit in the club and people with axes are running around attack dogs people with guns you don't care you're there to dance and you're not getting involved and for i i appreciate it in this movie i don't know if i would want to see it in every single movie ever but just the weirdness of them always being divorced from everyone else it's it and it's part of the way it's shot too which is beautiful 
a lot of action movies, you don't get to see the camera pull back and let you see the choreography, let you see the fights. They do that and they don't use the audience running away in the background or people to distract you from anything. Everything is about the action. And that's the most important thing in this movie. That's fine with me. I'd rather do it that way. It's almost like a fighting game. You play Street Fighter too back in the day, and the people in the background are always just and they don't move and they don't go away or get out right, of the way. They're right. just there. they're not there to distract from what's going on. We're not need a thousand scenes of everyone runs out of the club screaming, everyone runs out of the hotel screaming, everyone jumps out of their cars and runs away. It's all about the action on screen. That's all that matters. You mentioned that, and one of my favorite scenes in the entire franchise is when him and Common are going back and forth and they're just shooting at each other. Yeah, just real casual. Everybody's just going about their business, having breakfast, having a bagel, whatever they do. I love that point because I think that's that's how they move. They just move in silence. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? They're real Gs. Yeah, and it's a it gives you that kind of air that this is happening almost in real life. There is this other world that we don't don't know know anything about that could be happening at any time. You're just riding on the subway. You don't know what's going on. And these two guys are in a life and death sniper battle walking through the subway. It's one of the caveats of the the movies, but it's probably one of my favorite things. I never thought about it like in the first movie, because I feel like they keep it where it's more believable like it's at night where things are closed or it's, it's also a very in- very low budget movie right, it's afford extras so it's happening in the hotel so you yeah. don't think about it like all the stuff is happening in areas where that stuff's supposed to go on where this is the yeah i guess the scene with common you're right like that's it now in public but like the arch out in the open with all these cars going around and you're right like no one reacts it's so weird a dude got hit by four or five cars and, yes. and the traffic is just moving. There's no cops coming to get, take care of these accidents. I don't see no tow trucks being called. People are just going on with their happy lives. They still were using the stoplights, still waiting on the crosswalks. Like nothing stops. And this dude is just getting bumper card around. Yeah. And can we talk about his Wolverine like healing ability? Yeah, well, yeah. I know, but it's like. He does he have to keep getting hit by cars and then just walking away? I think, I think after you get shot and you fall off the roof of a building and you <laughs> come back, yep. you, anything's possible at that point. That's true. I think the idea is supposed to be that his Kevlar suit protects right. him from a lot of this stuff, right. but it's that's just a conceit of what you have to. No, you're of, right. You're right. Di- but it was a little egregious in this movie. A couple times he fell. And bounced off stuff or oh, he, yeah that fall he took when he fought scott atkins in the club yeah yeah yes. or he got hit by cars a few times where you're just like we're getting a little too superhero movie but it was never egregious and it's just a conceit you have to go with for absolutely batshit insane three hours of movie that's all action so i'll take it yeah, yeah. and i definitely i'm gonna agree with you like the scene with him and kane going up the steps yeah that was great that's a good scene Mr. Nobody, I can't think of it. I love that character in this movie. I love the wild card characters, right? You don't know what he's going to do. Like, he feels, it seems like he has a code in this movie, and but it's all based on money. Like, he's the perfect mercenary. But you save his dog, it always comes back to the dog with John Wick. Right. I was hoping we were going to get a line from the Marquise, especially when he first met Mr. Nobody, stabs him in the hand, and his dog starts going a little crazy. His minion pulls out the gun i wanted him to maybe say hey let's not shoot any more dogs we this is how we got here but (laughs) 
That would have been a nice line, actually. But there were a lot of parallels with the first movie. You talk about the connection with the dog and how that is really the key to this movie. That's the key to this, how this whole franchise started was essentially the dog. Another one was the villain. The very the villain in the very first one, the main villain, that Alfie, the, I can't remember what his name was in the movie, but the actor from Game of Thrones, he was no threat. He himself was not a threat. Just like this guy in this movie who Skarsgård played, he wasn't a threat himself. The power that he had and the position that he had, that was the threat. That was what was threatening. So I thought the parallels that they told with that being the first chapter and this usually being the end chapter was a nice dynamic that they told. Yeah. I want to talk about the, about him a little bit. That was one of the issues I had with the movie because you feel like to actually end this, you want to see him go out and kill everyone, all the members of the table. You want to see him wipe out the table and bring the whole thing down. But no, what they do is they create a surrogate. Oh, all the powers are signed over to this guy to hunt you down. So going after him takes care of the whole story. And well, like, that's a short Win- Winston addresses that when they're speaking earlier, when he says the table is your hydra and you don't have enough bullets. Mm-hmm. Never be able to They'll just select someone else. He'd never be able to just kill the table. And then that's the end of it. It's always going to be a perpetual cycle of violence forever until he gets killed himself. Yeah, I don't know. I felt like they could have come up with a, more, a better way to write the ending out than so to create a surrogate that, as Scott said, like he's not he doesn't have any real power. They also go to show, just like in the first movie, he doesn't follow any of the rules. He has no he has no code moral compass that he follows. Regardless if he's good or evil, like he doesn't care. Like, I'm gonna do things my way. And it's his ego that kills him at the end. Where it's okay, but I don't know. I felt like there could have been a play on that as well. The the fact that he wasn't following the rules and doing his own thing. The table they could have turned it to the table one after him, but no. They- it was already three hours long, Dave. <laughs> It was, but it didn't need to be three hours long of just endless action scenes. Yes, it did. (laughs) Like I said, I didn't. Whenever I started to get numb to something, they would change it up just enough to where I was like, "All right, you got me. You got me for another fifteen to thirty for this fight scene." Because that's what each piece was. I will say this in slight defense of the movie. Normally, I go with my girlfriend. She did had no desire to. She didn't see the other three, so she had no desire to go with me to this. So I went by myself. So maybe that was part of it too. I'm by myself. I just want to get out of here. But I don't know. I, got, I just got bored with some of the action. It just was like, this is too much. I get it though. I, you, Joey, you touched on it earlier. If you're not a, if this, these movies aren't really your cup of tea where you're all in on it, I get going in and seeing this three hour set piece. Cause that, essentially I get that whole thing about some of the fight scenes feeling numb and all running into each other. So I, I definitely get that. <laughs> Mark's got it. Mark's got it. All right. Give you that, Mark. I want another three-hour movie of John Wick versus The High Table. I'll watch that. (laughs) This is the Avengers Endgame of action movies. It's long. It's fan service for the whole movie. If you're into this and you're into action and well-shot action and all types of different fighting styles and different ways of people getting killed nonstop for almost three hours, then you're going to love it. But obviously, the story is very simple. It's This is not... This is not Citizen Kane. I, I will agree with that, too. They created a formula in the beginning, and they have stuck with it throughout. Mm-hmm. They yep. keep the actual story of the movie simple, and it's just nonstop action. Yeah. And to me, they just nailed it. Action scene after action scene. Like you said, Scott, it, they just there's all sorts of different scenarios, settings, different styles of fighting. It, it was I just this was like literally action movie porn, and it was 
absolutely fantastic. I saw it with my both my kids. We were all ready to run through a freaking brick wall afterwards <laughs> or like bench press a bus or something. Like we were just ready. If they had weights in the lobby, we would just started working out immediately after the movie. It was badass. Yeah, I just loved it from start to finish. Dave, what was your favorite action sequence then if you didn't like them in the Arc to Triumph? I'm trying to think. I did like the, the dance club scene. I liked the setup of that with the card table. Yeah, and the then, card and taking the cool. card and cutting his neck and then him running out and then the chase through it. Like that was well set up. I liked that. Like it worked in the movie. It made sense. He had to kill him to get the shield and all that stuff. So like that worked for me. And I think that's part of the reason that the final chase doesn't work for me because it doesn't feel like there's a point to it. It's just throwing more action in before we get to the end of the movie. But it wasn't, it didn't do anything to the story. It didn't serve anything to the story. You had to have a chase scene. Yeah, you have to have a car chasing. Oh, hey, speaking of Scott Atkins, can we talk? Can we take a minute and talk about how this man essentially was the embodiment of the Suicide Squad's Joker and the Kingpin mixed together? <laughs> That's essentially what this guy was with the grill. Yeah. And he's, but let me tell you, that big man was throwing some kicks. I am a huge fan of his. He is like a king of director red box action movies. Yeah. Always has been. And some of them are really good. He, the first undisputed movie he was not in, but he picked up in the, like the 15 sequels. They've made sense. Boyka colon undisputed is absolutely fantastic that he's in. He's just been in a ton of low oh, so he, budget. He's nice with the martial arts for right. Real. Yeah. He's oh, okay. been in a ton of low budget but fun action movies and to see him finally get to be in a big Hollywood production, even though they put him in a fat suit and under a bunch of makeup, it it was still like heartwarming to me to see that he got a chance to be in a big movie, but he does have some awesome movies. So (laughs) pick and choose through his discography out there, but yeah, cinematography. I don't know what the hell word I'm looking for, but um, yeah, he's fantastic. So to see him get a chance was awesome. And he did still got to get to the fight. Like you said, Scott, like he still got to get in some moves. His death was absolutely brutal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was another point where the whole audience went, ooh, when that happened. But Scott, what was your favorite action scene in the movie? I think the staircase is my favorite, but I, man, I loved watching Akira fight. Like when she took the garment off and she was like, all right, I, can't, I guess I got to get my hands dirty. I was like, yeah. I want you and whatever they got planned next because you are it. She was, she moved different. The way she was just gliding across the floor. Again, she used knives instead of swords or guns. Her style was different in the midst of all this archery going on. I loved everything about her. So her fight scene was excellent. I knew that, Mark. (laughs) It's because you never watched Wolf Warrior. (laughs) what a title (laughs) i could see him i could see scott atkins being a comic book villain he was in doctor strange one he didn't do anything and he was unrecognizable (laughs) oh okay i was gonna say chewing the scenery and all that i will 100 agree with scott though akira played by rena sawayama was absolutely fantastic in this her first movie apparently according to mark ellis she is a j-pop singer wow yeah her first movie ever she was hot as hell too (laughs) not only do we not only with this movie do we have a contender for movie of the year but we now have a contender for woman crush of the year all in three hours of life she did that Mm -hmm. she literally did that Mm -hmm. and when she was not when they like took her out of commission when they ice boxed her 
essentially. I was like, Dag, you don't want to bring her along for the final battle? Like, why y'all ain't have to send her off? She was injured, though. Injured. I, okay, I get it. She was injured, but my man John Wick about to right. go over yeah. here. He got hit <laughs> by 15 cars. That's also one of those steps. That's also one of those interesting things in this movie where that's one of the times in the movie I feel like it takes a side turn. The whole continental Japanese, was it Japan or China? Tokyo. Tokyo, yes. Yeah. yeah, so the whole Tokyo continental scene like feels like a left turn other than just to give us the story with Kang and the manager there and Akira. And it was like, okay, you feel like Akira's going to play something in the end of the movie. And it's, oh. I think that the point of that is to show that everything John touches turns to death for everybody involved. Yeah. Um, and like I said, the only way out of this is going to be him dying, no matter what. They're never going to stop coming for him, no matter what the Marquis said. He's he everywhere he goes, the New York Continental. They killed Lance Reddick. Rest in peace in real life. They kill. They blew up the building. Tokyo. They showed up. They destroyed the building. They killed everybody. They killed the owner. They attacked his daughter. Everywhere he goes, people die, get hurt just for being associated with him. So at some point, he has to have an end, which he got in this movie, so, allegedly. <laughs> You're going to keep saying allegedly. Hey, man, I'm just telling you, we we all have read comics here. No mm-hmm. doctor came out and proclaimed him dead. We never saw a body. We didn't see him get buried. I also just wanted to point out, Er Anderson is who played Mr. Nobody. And again, he was my favorite character in the movie. I would love, I'd love to see a spinoff with him. I'm just curious, like, what he does after this, or how did he get to where he is? Was he collecting money to, like, do something for his dog? Does his dog have an illness or something? Because I saw the dog, and then there's a certain amount of money beside him. Well, that's him. the whole thing. Like, he's looking for a specific amount of money, and you don't really know why. Even saw John Wick in the beginning, and he had him almost dead to rights, and was like, nah, it's not enough money. Because we've seen it. When that goes after John Wick gets killed by John Wick, it still wasn't enough money for him to tempt the fates. And right. He, Again, we talk about the different styles. This dude came out gunslinger. Bam, one, two. Then he pulls the vest over, and he's more of got oh, a little bit more of the boxing. That style. was a great scene. <laughs> I that's what those are the little things I'm talking about that kept me interested because that scene, the, the scene before that led to that, it's all one thing, and then it just changes completely up once he gets in and his dog nuts. But yep. they have a it just I well, he's a great part of the movie. That's I'm glad all, you brought that up. in the Continental, like he's got him dead to rights two there with the we, gun you can't do a business in the continental well, that's true but yet he decides well no because it was uh, or was it after it, they attacked that they had deconsecrated it oh, okay once yeah. they deconsecrated oh, right, you can right. do whatever you want in the hotel and he decides no i'm gonna kill, i'm gonna let kill the other guy to help wick because and i feel like that's done no because i want to be the one to kill him and get the money and i and, know if he lives the money's gonna go up like so throughout the movie he keeps increasing the price exactly um, and, like he's, and he's it just at the edges plan. of every yeah. scene so i think his idea was eventually to swoop in at the end and snipe him and collect as much money as humanly possible but right. uh, once john saves his dog and shows that he's actually a good person then he has a change of heart but you're right again like scott said different fighting styles throughout the movie and just as an action fan and a martial arts movie fan, just to, the difference in this movie and these other John Wick movies, but this one specifically, they pull the camera back. Like there's no shaky yeah. cam. We don't get close-ups of Keanu Reeves going like this. They, they switch to stuntmen with a wig on. Like this is perfection on screen for action movies. This so, is perfect. So you asked us, what was your favorite sequence in the movie? It, <laughs> sorry, Dave, but it was the in the road and the Arc de Triumph. Just... 
all the action happening while the cars are spinning around. How they even coordinated or blocked that is insane to me. Going back to my earlier point. And then just they're fighting. He'll grab the guy, throw him in front of a car that drives by. The guy gets hit up in the air. He shoots him in the head while before he hits the ground. This is insane stuff. This is like next level stunt work, next level blocking and action choreography. This kind of stuff deserves an Oscar. I don't know what they would get an Oscar for. There's no stunt category, unfortunately, but this movie needs to be recognized for this level of work. It's insane. I don't know how I'm going to watch another action movie this year and be anything except because this was just such another level. It's like how you felt for months. And Scott, you've seen the raid after watching the raid you mm-hmm. watch like something like born identity where the camera's shaking all over the place because they can't show Matt Damon do anything. And you're just like, man, this is ridiculous. I'm, I am curious though, with that scene, like how many cars were actually there and how many were added in later digitally to make it right. more intense, but still even just one car coming at you is takes a lot of yeah. blocking and figuring it out. And then yep. I think it takes more blocking and, choreographing because you've got to make it look believable when you know you're going to add more cars in they can't be walking in a car walk through a car like that yeah and they're not just and like you mentioned all this going on they're not just walking through the street like these dudes are like fighting throwing hands throwing kicks haymakers like you said tossing dudes in front of cars it's the thought process and the planning is just so integral and like every little person that every person in peace that you're watching is playing a part in the scene. Nothing is just there. Nobody's just there to be there. If they're in the scene, they're doing something, either getting thrown away or you can see them in the background getting set or going for cover or something like that. I love yep. little things like that where you can see them going for the cover, getting ready, getting set. And you see the other guy on the other side, wait, John waiting for him, waiting for him while this guy's sh- shaking a little bit. Then they, I love the, like you said, the camera angles, little things like that. That's that was that was huge when they were in the Tokyo. Yes, yes. Because there's scenes where John is fighting in the foreground, in the background, Kira is fighting guys, and the choreography for something that's almost out of sight and kind of fuzzy a little bit is just as good as what's happening in front of the camera. One of my favorite gifts of all time is Catwoman's fighting people in The Dark Knight Rises. And in the background, Christian Bale going like this and guys not even getting hit and flying back. (laughs) So to see the actual care go into what's happening in the background should be as impactful as what's happening in the foreground. Perfect. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna convert David on this movie. We're gonna convert Dave. Dave, this by the end of this show, we're gonna turn him on this movie. This is a top tier action movie. All right, so you guys have been loving on it. I need to ask though, is there anything about the movie you didn't like? It ended. (laughs) So I, I there was something I actually thought that Winston should have been the one to die, and his his second was Lance Riddick, his character. I thought he should have been the one that ends up taking over and ends up stepping into that role as the new manager. I felt like the storyline and the beats were all there for They have a friendship. They've established that they have a friendship. And Winston knows that this was all set in motion, this part at least because of him. And he told him, don't come with me because it's going to get ugly. He knew something bad was going to happen. I thought that would have been a good redeeming quality because honestly, I don't think he really redeemed himself. They tried to say he he had this master plan where he had to shoot John and he just what he knew John was going to survive that 80 foot fall and hit four different staircases on the way. Down. Come on, bro. That would have been a great redeeming story arc for him to take that bullet. And then he'd be like, one of them had to die. So I guess it'll be you. And then he becomes Mr. Manager. 
I could see John being more forgiving to him, be like, oh, that's what happened. You know what? I, let's go do this. Let's go handle this. Yeah, I don't me, think I didn't I don't like think that. Win, I don't think Winston got redeemed at all. No, no, he no, didn't. He, at the end of the third movie, he shoots him off the roof, yeah. turns on him, basically. And then at the beginning of this movie, when they come to consecrate the hotel, he's, hey, I shot him off the roof. And then when we get to the end and he's like negotiating the terms of their duel right uh, mr krabs has got the pistols everybody's ready you no know, he throws in there but i also get my hotel back you're going to completely rebuild it and i'm cleared and even john, john john didn't even know about that <laughs> he's not a good person in any way shape or form in these movies i would agree i would have liked to see him get killed too yeah he's definitely one of those he's successful because he knows how to play within the system and and manipulate it he's the donald trump of these movies he was fortunate enough to align himself with the boogeyman essentially you know yeah, what i mean exactly. like, that's yeah it, that's and it. then yeah and he saw the i think he saw the writing on the wall too he knew john was going to die that's why he put that in there though just in case he does live i'm in the clear yeah if, if i didn't like anything i just and I, it's not that i didn't like it but i mean i really just wanted a happy ending for john yeah, I, yeah, and I know we've had four thing. four movies of them telling us flat out to our face, multiple characters practically looking in the camera and telling you there is no way this ends other than him dying. But it would have been nice. Would have been nice. He got to reunite with his wife wherever he went, allegedly, even though I think he's still alive. So I guess that's a positive. Bridget Moynihan got her check for thirty seconds of appearance in another John Wick movie. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. We still got the wife showing up in the movie. Deposit that with the Tom Brady's child support, and she's good to go. I mean, that's, that's the thing too. They never introduced a new love interest for him. Hell no. That's not what these movies are about. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. there, there was no arc for him to have a happy ending. Like, yeah. had to go that way. Yeah. Yeah. They've been telling us for four movies now, this is not going to end happily for him. And it did, I, it did, but it didn't. So he was finally free. He got a few minutes of being free, and then he's done. That's the end. I'm shocked that they ended it for, because let's be honest, they could go on at least two more movies and make a ton of money off of this. They were supposed to be filming this and five back to back. And my thought in my brain, as someone who's been watching movies for, I don't want to say how long, because I'm hip and young and cool. <laughs> Anyone who wants to listen to So Wizard, we are very hip and young, trust me, is that this is an amalgamation of four and five. Because you mm. could have ended the movie two hours in and would have been completely satisfied with the set pieces. But then we got that last hour that was just insanity. It felt like they took everything they had pushed it on the table and said, this is the last movie outside of spinoffs. Yeah. So one last, I was going to say one last question before we wrap it up for you guys, if they spin this off with Akira, because that's what they set up in the after credit scene. Are you interested in that? Or does it, is it the Keanu Reeves that makes these movies work? I think Keanu still, his presence is still going to be felt in all these movies because they've already set him, her as a part of his story going forward anyway. But I am fully on board with her revenge story against Kane because let's face it, Kane already knows it's coming. He already knows I'll be waiting on you. Like I'll, I'll be yeah. waiting for you. I know you're, I know you're coming back for me. And I, but it is like a bittersweet cause Kane's about to go see his daughter. And then here you see her coming through the streets and that's going to, that's going to be one of those epic fights. And it's, I, I'm here for that because I, Kane is going to eventually team up with her in some capacity. That's just what's going to happen. We know it's yeah. going to happen. And that's fine. That's fine. Cause we're going to get that epic showdown. She's going to come this close to killing him. And he's going to say something that her father said that maybe they talked about as friends, which you could show then they're on the same page. So I am all for it. Cause I thought she was excellent. And for this to be her first movie, 
sign me up. Give her the franchise until Keanu wants to come back. I yeah, I feel like they were. I, maybe I'm wrong. I felt the subtext was that's her uncle. Kane is her uncle because right. that was his brother. That the manager oh. of the. I think they were just like brothers, like friends, like friends. The three of them friends, yeah, because they had worked together. I don't know murdering I, I, people for so long. I felt like they were setting up. They were actually brothers in some way, or maybe brother-in-laws or something, or they had a much deeper relationship. And that's yeah, when they do bring her story in, that's going to be a big part of it. So my 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 love for the universe is there, but my real love is for the artistry on display making these action movies. So I'm more interested in the team that made these movies, maybe doing something else completely all together, though. The action choreographers, the cinematographers, the director, everybody together going off and doing something else, whether that's a sci-fi movie or, or some sort of action type thing. That's where I would be interested. And in. I know there is a sequel, not sequel, but a spinoff that is either filming or about to film with Anna D.R. Moss as the main character as like a rush, almost like a Black Widow type thing. Yes, yes, Mark, yes. Sadly, the just like I just said, the team behind the scenes is what I'm more interested in. Yeah. And this is not directed by the same guy. It's actually directed by Lynn Wiseman, the director of most of the Underworld movies. So that, it gives me a lot of pause. But Who did Atomic Blonde? I don't know. know. I don't know. But I think that, it might have been the nice other guy. Sense. It might have been the other guy because John Wick 1 was directed by two guys and then yeah. they split off. So it might have okay. been the other guy from okay. John Wick 1. I'd have to look it up, but, and which is not exciting on video or audio podcasts. But no. yeah, I'm down for anything. I know there, there was talk of a TV series about the hotel. I don't have to see John Wick again in any of these movies, but I want to I want to see this level of quality action movie. That's the big selling point for me. I love the character. I love the universe. I love everything. But to me, I don't even care about that stuff. If you're going to get this entire team back together to do something else. That was always my go to for years about, oh, how, what would you do to make this movie or that movie? I always like to get everyone that worked on the raid and put them on this movie. Oh. <laughs> that was my go to for a Black Widow mm-hmm. movie. Take everyone that worked on the raid and put them on a Black Widow movie t- or whatever. It, it, to me, it's just more about the artistry on display, making action. It's fine. Whatever they want to do is cool. I'm not going to not see a, an action movie in this universe with Ana Armas in it. Come on. Who's not going to go see that? You know? I think you're right, though, Joey. I agree. Have them do something else because I think. Anything that they're going to do with this is going to be under the shadow of John Wick. And people are going to be expecting that. And if it's not the same feel, they're going to be like, I'm out. So I don't know how you top this movie, though. I don't know how no, you, you, don't. Make a, you, you don't make a John Wick 5 <laughs> or a spinoff that's going to top this. This is just like probably the best action movie. Like we said earlier, Scott, the best action movie of the millennium right now. This is it's such another level. So it's hard to be like, oh, I can't wait for a movie to come out or so it was a spinoff because it's just not going to live up to this. The best thing they could have done was take some years off because that way you could let this movie sit. People can enjoy it, marinate it, and then want something more. So that way, when they want the franchise and want it, like, when are we going to get another John Wick? Even if it's not quite up to this level, the want is going to take over. and be Like, oh, we're happy to have Keanu back. The director of John Wick is doing Michael B. Jordan's Rainbow Six sequel. It's a different style of movie and a different style of action, but that excites me. So them go, yeah. them, them continuing to work in this genre excites me. It doesn't have to be the same type of movie. It's just the craft on display is just yeah. incredible. So I agree. All right. So let's wrap up this with some scores. We do a little differently here than on So Wizard. We do one through 10 as opposed to one through five. And our 
Scott, you can go first. What do you, one out of 10 capes and have any final thoughts? I'm going to give it an 8.5. We thought it was real good. If Winston would have died, I <laughs> would have absolutely gave it another point. Another point in there. It would have definitely got nine, at least a nine from me. But it's we've covered everything to talk about. It's excellent. Akira's excellent. Donnie Yen is so quick. He's yeah, we so actually didn't, we didn't talk about Donnie Yen. We didn't talk about, about him, but... and he is... That man yeah. with his blade is so quick. When he starts, when he's having the fight with the manager at the when they're he he tells him, "Yo, you're done," and he's not trying to really like slaughter this dude. He's barely tapping him, but just enough where it's deathly blows. And yeah. he's so quick. That I combination, I just, that yes. combination of just the legendary martial arts uh, yes. actor with the team behind the scenes is just perfection. And what especially you see something do. like he was in Mulan and he didn't even get a fight. And then you watch this and it's just like they just took care of the guy. Like they just cemented his Hall of Fame status in this movie. He's unbelievable. Absolutely. All right. Joey? I'm at an 11 out of 10. Um, (laughs) This is just, like I said before, I've said multiple times, this is pure action movie porn. If you are an action movie fan, there's no reason whatsoever you will not like this movie. It's just phenomenal. It's the best John Wick movie. It might be the best movie of the year at this point. So. 11 out of 10. Please go see this in theaters. Support these kinds of movies. If you want to see more awesome action movies that puts care and love into showing you the action, the fights and the choreography, then you need to support these kind of movies. And just please go out there and see it on the biggest screen possible. It's 100% worth it. It was a Nazi movie that was in the trailers too. Oh yeah, Sisu. Yeah, we're going to get that. My son turned to me and said, we're going to see that, right? And I'm like, yes, yes, we're going to see that. So I don't remember that one. You might not have got the trailer then. It was about no. a guy killing Nazis. And it no, looks- him no, and his I dog, got- right? Him and his yeah, dog. Yeah. No, I got the Evil Dead Rise. We got that, and, yeah. yeah I got uh, that Renfield. Yep. yep. And what's the Stephen King movie? Boogeyman. Boogeyman, yeah. Yeah. They were like, they were all the trailers. I got Boogeyman. Like, I'm your Boogeyman. It's all about disco. It's crazy. Yeah. No, it's not. It's actually. Not. <laughs> I, was just, I was thinking, wait a minute. <laughs> Steve, it looks very Steve. generic movie, but it is. Okay, it is. True I'm sure they made it cheap and they'll make some money. Sorry, uh, sorry, Dave. Go ahead. Before your internet freezes. Yeah, my bad. No score brings down the internet again. I'm like, I'm going to give it a passing grade. I'm going to give it a 7.5 out of 10. Like, again, if you find yourself. If you get bored of overlong action sequences, then this might not be the movie for you. But if you like the other three John Wick movies and you love the genre, you're going to love this movie, but you might be disappointed with the end. Like you even said it, Joe, you hope for a happy ending and we didn't get it. You hope against hope, but it's not going to happen. Yeah. (laughs) And they have been telling us for four movies, it wasn't going to happen. But yeah, like it came out of nowhere. This movie is going to make its money back, definitely. And oh, yeah. Yeah, go oh, yeah. watch it. It's worth shutting your brain off and eating some popcorn and watching this movie. Every show. single John Wick movie has made more money than the last one did exponentially. Yeah. So there's no way this one doesn't. And hopefully that means that John Wick 5 at some time in the future. But Keanu is getting up there in age. So, yeah. Yeah, that dude, when he's... When, I, and I know he had as just been as... hit by 15 cars. But that guy, <laughs> when he was doing some of those running scenes, did not look like he was moving too nimble over there. As long as they don't do go back and do a prequel with a younger actor being john wick <sighs> yeah don't speak that into existence right now. seriously Dave, be quiet we don't have ray and jd the internet here yeah, right. we don't have ray and jd here they're the ones that speak things in reality so i feel safe <laughs> all right that is it for our john wick review so of course we'll uh we'll wrap this one up like we always do we're gonna go around the room and share either a did you learn something on this podcast or B, do you have a recommendation for our audience? And Scott, you can go for it. 
I did learn something on this podcast. Be very careful when you talk about Rick and Morty. <laughs> Things just start happening. Also, whenever someone asks you to subscribe, duck. Because things are also going to be flying right, just at coming you. out of nowhere. I, I didn't see no hand movement. See, now we're just those are just those are shots. You know what I'm saying? So I learned to always keep my head on a swivel when I'm doing a live stream. No, I did, it, again, this was great. But I I learned that John Wick is indestructible. And that people can just enjoy him being indestructible. Because I definitely did. Joey did. And even you, David, you said you didn't really like it, but you gave it a 7.5. So you absolutely are here for indestructible John Wick. Yes. Yeah. All right, Joe. Oh, boy. I learned that Dave has bad taste in movies. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But one thing I will recommend, and maybe you can't get out to the theaters to see John Wick, or maybe you have seen it already and you want to see more stylized action movies. There's a movie that came out on Netflix this week called Furies, which is a Vietnamese action movie directed by the girl that played Rose Tico's sister in The Last Jedi. And it's phenomenal. It is. It's it's a step below John Wick 4, as everything is at this point. But it's great. Same stylized action. It's about some teenage girls that were rescued from human trafficking, who then are trained to be assassins to get revenge. And it's absolutely phenomenal. I was glued to the screen for the runtime. Definitely check that out. I learned that if you go against John Wick, you are going to get beaten. Yeah, like, yeah. That's, We've that's, known that already. We've known that since two thousand I will recommend to go to superheroespeak.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media at the top of the page. And of course, comic book reviews by our good friend Preston. I'll also recommend that if you are watching this podcast right now on YouTube and you are not subscribed, hit that subscribe button (laughs) right now. Leave a comment down below. That helps us in the algorithm. And uh, yeah. And of course, I will also recommend that you go and see if you haven't seen it already out, because it's already been out, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, because that is what we'll be talking about on the podcast next week. So until then, as always, thanks for listening. Don't let you keep caught in the door. Have a good week. <laughs> <laughs>